you know what makes me want to cry? The thought of my Instagram account being hacked and losing all of my content, memories, photos, videos, and captions I've poured my heart into over the years and losing access to you guys, my amazing community. The hackers really be wiling out these days and I'm not going to lie, it's kind of scary. I'm sure you guys have seen these scams going around where they screenshot all of your content and paste it onto a profile that looks identical to yours. They just change the handle ever so slightly so that it's barely noticeable that it's not you. And then they follow all of your followers and DM them for quote unquote spiritual readings and try to swindle people for money. What I didn't know about those scams is that those accounts aren't fresh. They didn't just create them from zero. They've actually hacked some innocent person's account so that it already has followers and looks more legitimate. And then they transform it to be a carbon copy of a coach or creator's account with all those screenshots of their content. So whether you use Instagram simply for creating and sharing or running your business like me, it is so important to protect your account. This is why I recently got Instagram insurance. I know, so crazy. I didn't even know that this was a thing, but it's actually pretty cool. It's really affordable. It starts at around eight to $10 a month, depending on your account details. And their technology allows your account to be monitored 24 seven for any suspicious attempts or activity. If your account ever did get hacked, they'd be on it before you even realized working around the clock to retrieve it for you. Not only do you get the peace of mind that your account is ultra protected by the professionals, but they also are going to pay you for each day that passes that you're unable to access your account as a form of income compensation for us creators that really rely on Instagram to run our businesses. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you guys so you can check it out, answer a few quick questions, and see if you're eligible and instantly see what it would cost for you to insure your account. They've been kind enough to give me an affiliate link, so be sure to use my unique link in the show notes below or at the link in my bio on Instagram as it helps support the podcast. Go to notch.insure I-N-S-U-R-E slash S-S, or just click the link in the show notes below. Stop being paranoid about losing your account and just get it protected. Let's lock it down, girlies. You're welcome. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you decided to join us and tune in for this week's episode, and I'm really pumped to deliver this to the podcast. Are you guys ready for some free business coaching? I rarely ever do this, but this episode is going to be a must for all of my current and aspiring entrepreneurs because this week I'm sharing with you a recent live Q&A session where I answered a bunch of your juicy questions about confidence, coaching, where to start, creating offers, and so much more. So if you are a current or aspiring coach, this episode is going to be really awesome for you to tune into, and I'm just excited to deliver it for you. We talk about certifications and what I would do differently if I were to get certified again today, tips on finalizing your ideal client avatar, how to find soul-aligned coaches to work with, the industry formula on how to create a successful offer suite, how to conduct market research for your services, the best ways to promote a podcast and how to get started with one, and tips to build more confidence in your business and building your business while working full-time and the sacrifices that go into that, which I know so many of you will probably be able to relate to. Those early days are always the hardest. So I hope this episode feels supportive for you and thank you guys so much for tuning in. I also just can't believe that it's almost the end of October. It feels like 2022, like the end of the year is just like barreling towards us so quickly. I can't even believe it. So I'm going to throw a bonus episode out for you guys, um, probably more towards like the first couple days of November because I'm taking a spontaneous trip this weekend to Austin, Texas. And I want to talk about the trip in the bonus episode. So I will wait until next week to record that, but there will be a bonus October recap episode as always. So stay tuned for that sometime next week. And until then, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. 
Let's go make shift happen. business coaching. This is a Q&A. I have some questions that you guys submitted on um, a question poll, but also if you're coming live, you can ask me anything. I'm going to be answering lots of business questions relating to the coaching industry, scaling, selling, attracting an audience, all the things. So if you have questions, please go ahead and you're here live. Um, Either comment them in the comment box or you can use the little question box feature and I will try and answer as many questions as I can during the time that we're on this live together. So welcome guys. So I've got some questions here. Let's dive in and just get started. Um, Someone asked how I got certified and I did my certification through an online program and I was certified through the International Alliance of Holistic Therapists. So there's a lot of places that you can get certified online. If I were to do it over again, I would probably wait to get certified until I knew more about what I really wanted to work on with my clients. And then I would find a coach or a mentor who worked in those specific modalities and who had a coaching certification. The certification that I did was very generic, and if I'm being honest, I don't really feel like I learned that much from it. Like I didn't really, it it didn't really help me in my journey, if that makes sense. Um, It was a life coaching certification. And I've talked to a lot of my friends in the coaching space, and unfortunately, they have really similar experiences. So there's a lot that I could say about certifications. I think the best way to go is to find a coach or a mentor who you really love and vibe with personally and who has a certification of some kind and study underneath them because the coaching industry right now is still unregulated which means you know when i did my yoga teacher training um all of those any yoga studio or instructor who offers like a 200 hour or 300 hour teacher training course has to go through this like governing body called the yoga alliance and their program and their curriculum and everything that they're going to teach you in that has to be approved by the yoga alliance the coaching industry doesn't have a governing body like that so you know i think if you're going to do a certification let it be since it's all unregulated anyway let it be with someone who you really admire, who you really look up to, who has really created something um, that you're desiring to create and who's really in integrity with the modalities that they teach and that they, sh- that they share and who's really well studied. So if I were to do it all over again, I would probably start my business without my certification um, because I, it literally didn't serve me for anything at all. Like. Like I said, everything that I teach and coach from is stuff that I've learned or experienced myself or modalities that I've adapted or even made up. Uh, So I didn't really need that to help me. It was just kind of I was doing it because I felt like I needed to and that it would make me feel more confident or more validated in being able to show up online and say, hey, like I'm a coach, right? Um, Which is totally fair. That's totally fair. But yeah, that's my, there's so, there's so much we could talk about uh, when it comes to certifications. Um, but even like I have friends that have even done like IIN, which is a really, really popular certification and nothing against it. I never did it personally, um, so I don't know much about the program. But even even that, like I was talking with a friend recently and she was like, the most that I got out of it was, I wish I could remember exactly what she said, but it was like a, such a basic nugget of knowledge about like trusting your intuition or something. And that's like a, probably like a six or $7,000 certification program that like lots of people take. And I'm sure they teach you more stuff in it, right? Um, but at the end of the day, 
I really think that a lot of us are getting into these certification programs from a place of lack or uh, scarcity, uh, not feeling confident in ourselves, not feeling worthy enough to show up and say, hey, I've learned some things and adopted some tools and I have some information that could really be helpful and I'm ready to share it. We're really just approaching these certifications from a space of like, oh, well, like I really want to coach, but like I don't feel like I'm qualified and I feel like people are going to ask me and then I'm going to feel weird. And so now I have to, you know, do that first before I do anything else. When in actuality, I think that you would have a more effective journey if you were to actually start coaching, start helping, start teaching. And then along the way, you would encounter some of these people, coaches, mentors that you really look up to and admire. Maybe you take a program with them, maybe you learn from them. And then you're like, okay, I wanna do their certification program because I really love their business. I love the way that they teach and I wanna learn these specific modalities, right? Maybe they're like an NLP master and you really want to adopt that modality as a coach or they are really well-studied and well-versed in eating psychology and that's something that you wanna learn about. Um, so I don't know, that's, that's what I would do if I could do it over again, but I understand that there's a confidence piece required in that, in being able to show up and put yourself out there before you have the piece of paper. Uh, we just kind of have this programming from society that we need to have a piece of paper before we can do anything. That's like how our whole life works. It's like, wait, but do you have the piece of paper? Right? You can't do anything without the piece of paper. You can't graduate high school without the piece of paper. You can't go to college without the piece of paper. You can't get a job without the piece of paper. Um, we're just obsessed with pieces of paper. So I think there's a you know something there worth questioning too about from what space am I desiring to get certified? Is it from a space of really you know having found someone that I super um, admire and jive with and want to learn the modalities that they have studied, or is it I want to start coaching? but I don't feel worthy enough and I'm scared, so I'm just gonna do this certification program or multiple certification programs so that I can just always stay in the learning phase, right? Because a lot of times, like the thing with certifications is it's also an avoidance. It's a way for us to avoid actually doing the work on the marketing and the promotion and the sales and all the stuff that actually requires us to show up and say, hey, here I am, I have this thing to offer, here's what I'm selling. Um, instead, we get to say, oh, I'm not there yet, so let me just do this certification. And then we get to be a forever student and just learning and in our comfort zone of, oh, well, let me take notes, this is so fun, yay, I'm learning, this is gonna be great for my business. But yet the business is still in this like imaginary space because we have not executed anything on it yet and we're not selling anything, right? So just like I would be careful about that too when it comes to certifications. So for everyone that's just jumping on, you guys can ask any questions. You're welcome to drop your question in the comments or um, in the little like question box feature. I'm gonna answer them as many as I can. Yes, love this topic. I learned so much more by actually doing for sure. Same, I'm the same way. Um, okay, cool. So I'm gonna answer your guys' questions. Keep dropping them in the chat or in the question box. The other one that we have from stories, um, we have a couple, where should we start? Tips on creating content that attracts new followers while also nurturing current followers. Okay, so tips on creating content that attracts new followers while also nurturing current followers. To me, I don't really feel like I've ever had to like distinguish or separate new followers from current followers and what's going to nurture them and create separately for those two types of people. I just create for the woman who I want to attract into my life, into my following, into my podcast audience, into my programs, whatever it is. I create for my ideal client. So whether you already follow me or you're just finding me, as long as I'm creating with the ideal client in mind, if you do find me, you should land on my page and see some of my content or read some of my things or watch my stories and go, oh, this is someone that's talking about the stuff that I care about or the stuff that I want to learn about. So I'm going to follow them. Right. So I, I think that's the first thing for this question is you don't really need to separate the current 
followers versus, you know, someone who lands on your page and is going to be a new follower. Create for the ideal client that you have in mind, right? Who is the person that you really want to reach, talk to, serve, help, and nurture? And create your content for that individual specifically with that person in mind. What do they need to hear? Where are they probably at in their life or in their journey or in their business right now? What might they be experiencing? What might they be thinking? What are the things that you felt when you were at that place of your ideal client? Because if we're running service-based businesses, it's very likely that we are our ideal client, right? So essentially you yourself, a couple of years ago is probably your ideal client. And what you wanna do is you want to take your past self and bring them through the journey that you've already been through, but you just want to help them do it faster, right? Because you've already figured it out. You've already made the mistakes, you've already taken all the wrong turns and you've landed here and you're like, great, okay, so I'm gonna teach this now, right? So you really are just speaking to yourself. You're speaking to a past version of yourself. So thinking about where were you, what were you, what was your thought process like? What did your life feel like? What was it like waking up every day? What were the typical struggles? What were the things that you were desiring? What were the big dreams on your heart? What were you wishing for, hoping for, working towards? How can you speak to that? Because if your ideal client is similar to who you were several years ago and they need the work that you've done that you are now teaching, they're going to deeply resonate with all of that as you speak about, you know, who you were one, two, five, ten years ago, right? And what your life looked like and what you were feeling and thinking and, and struggling with. Yes. So in terms of creating content that attracts new followers and also nourish nurtures, excuse me, your current followers, I really think that those two things are the same. And it's just about speaking to the right person. Who is the person that or what is the content? that when this ideal client finds you is going to see and go, oh my God, yes, that's what I've been thinking. That's what I've been feeling. That's what I'm wanting to learn. That's the life that I'm wanting to create, right? So we create from that space. <laughs> Can you post more journal prompts and questions, please? Um, yes, you, if Victoria, if you are not already signed up to the newsletter, you should be because we send out 10 brand new journaling prompts every single month along with an intention setting exercise. Um, so you'll be able to find that every single month in your inbox. If you sign up to the newsletter, you can get that by clicking the link in my bio or just go to samanthadaily.com and anywhere on the home page of my website, you'll be able to enter your email and you'll get those monthly newsletters. But yes, we can definitely do more. People love my journaling prompts, which is so funny. So there's also a lot of journaling prompts on the podcast. Um, if you scroll back to like earlier episodes and things like that, I used to share a lot of journaling prompts on the episodes. I just did a recent episode, which was the bonus episode for this month. Um, sorry, for the month of September. That was all about how to know if you're doing enough. And there are a lot of journaling prompts in that episode as well. So if you want to grab some of those that are current, that might be helpful. How did you find the coaches that you worked with just on IG? Yes, just on Instagram really is how I found the coaches that I've worked with. You, you kind of like you follow one coach and then you see them post about someone or, you know, they have a guest coming into one of their programs and you're like, oh, who's that? And you go and follow them. And, you know, you just kind of get into this rabbit hole of connecting with other coaches. And it's also really helpful to get into groups or masterminds. Um, when you get into a group, uh, a group coaching program or a mastermind of some kind, it's really easy to facilitate connections with other business owners, other practitioners, other coaches. That's how I've made a lot of friends in the space, like in real life. And now we hang out together. We do stuff together. We go to conferences together. Um, so I would highly recommend if you want to meet other coaches and connect with them on like a personal sort of networking side of like being a business owner to get into groups or masterminds. That's like the most helpful thing. Um, in terms of finding your own coaches that you want to work with, um, my experience has just been through Instagram. Okay. What would you recommend as a first offering for a business and mindset coach? So 
In order to give you really good advice, we'd have to look at what you already have, uh, what your product suite looks like right now, and also what your audience looks like, right? If you have a really big audience, if you have a smaller audience, if you have a cold audience, if you have a really hot audience, because um, all of that is gonna be really helpful in determining what a successful offer might look like for you. So this is where personalization can be really helpful when it comes to business. But in general, look, I'll share with you the kind of overall formula that we all sort of somehow like learn in the coaching industry without it even really being said. Uh, we learn this general formula of how things go. And I'm really a big fan of doing business in whatever way works best for you, always doing what feels good for you, tuning into your intuition and going with that. So what I really help my clients do is, again, look at their audience, um, look at you know what's the temperature of the audience. Are they really cold? Are they brand new followers? Are they super hot? They're loyal, they love your stuff, they're ready to buy. Is it a small audience? Is it a really big audience? Like if you have done influencing work or something and you have a lot of followers. So we look at all of those things. And then we also look at what you want to create and how you want to guide and how you want to teach, right? Because there's some people that really love one-to-one client connections. And there's other people that really just don't thrive in that space. And they would so much rather be in the teacher seat and kind of like be in front of a group and speak to a larger audience in terms of like group coaching or masterminds or things like that. So the, all of that has to get considered if on like an individual basis. But here's the kind of formula, again, that we indirectly learn in the coaching industry um, that's kind of like the generic, these are the steps of how to create an offer and what to do first. And so we often learn that the first thing to start with is one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? Is that private, just you and one client um, having calls together, whatever other resources you want to include to that, that's up to you, but start with one-on-one. -on -one. That's what we learn, right? This is not, I'm not saying this like, <laughs> don't take this out of context. Context. I'm not saying this is exactly what we have to do. This is the generic formula that we learn. That's kind of like unspoken, right? Start with one-on-one. -on -one. And then you can transition from one-on-one -on -one into group coaching and you can start offering groups. And then once you already have like a one-to-one -one that's kind of more exclusive and you've got some group offers, then you can create um, a mastermind of some kind that's a little bit more high level, it's a little bit more high ticket, but it's still group. And then once you've got those things in place, then potentially if you have an audience that supports it, you could create something like a membership, right? Where it's really low ticket, it's low price per month, but you have the audience and now they're hot enough and there's enough of them to make that worth your while of pouring the energy into something like a membership where they get a couple of things a month and it's a you know small monthly recurring fee to be part of this membership. So again, this is like the generic formula that we somehow all learn in the coaching industry. But I think, again, this really depends on you and your teaching style, where you thrive, and the temperature and size of your audience. So if we were to talk about, let's just say that the person who asked this question, that you wanted to do one-on-one -on -one coaching, what I would recommend is to work work on making your one-on-one -on -one coaching feel as exciting and as sexy as a program. Because what I see happens a lot is programs have, we, we put a set name to it, we create colors and branding and a whole vibe to it. And we talk about like what's included and this is what we're going to cover. And we really give this whole like beautiful display of what the offer is. But then for one-to-one, -one, a lot of people are just like, I have two spots open, like up, like DM me or something, um, apply. And there's not as much like excitement and branding behind it to make it feel like it's an exciting thing for the client to be doing. We want to buy things that make us 
feel excited. We want to buy things that like turn us on or light us up in some way. So if your first offering was going to be something one-to-one, I would still think about how can I make this appealing, exciting, sexy? How can I brand it? What do I want it to look like? What imagery, photos, colors can I include um, to make this really feel like a moment rather than just a boring, like one-to-one, apply now, sort of like blah offer that a lot of times one-to-one coaching can turn into if we don't put the time and effort into actually branding it appropriately. How would you recommend you do market research for your services in stories, for example? Yeah, you can do market research in a lot of different ways. I mean, obviously you're like, we're really just trying to find out what our followers or what our audience uh, wants, needs, desires is into. So polling your audience is a really great way to do that. Um, What you might find if they're not a super hot audience, you might find that um, they don't really respond that much to the polls and then that's an issue of like, okay, how do I how do I do this market research if they're not really responding? So you always wanna make things like as easy as possible. So instead of leaving like open-ended question boxes, expecting people to write in their full answer, I would go with like um, polls or, you know, the question feature where there's like multiple answers. Um, Cause that might, that's a lot easier for people to kind of like click on and give their responses. Um, If you have a a podcast or an email list or any other medium that you speak to your audience through, you can also ask through those places and you can leave a link to a survey. You can offer something in exchange for the information. If it's really important that you get this market research, you can say, fill out this five minute survey and you'll be entered into win whatever it is, you can give away a free course, you can give away some free coaching, um, you can give away a $100 Amazon gift card, whatever it is, like if it's really important to you to get the information, you can also incentivize in those ways and get people to really fill out like a survey of some kind. But just like the easiest way is obviously to pull your audience and yes, I would do that in Instagram stories. What's the best way to promote a podcast? And what free platforms do you recommend getting started with? So the best way to promote a podcast is to your existing audience, wherever they are. If you have followers on Instagram, if you are more on TikTok, if you have an email list, I would definitely reach out to the people on your email list and let them know. Um, I would also tell people like personally in your life, your friends, your family, your network, your coworkers, I would let them know, hey, I've started this podcast. I'd love for you guys to listen. If you like it, please send it to like two people, right? You kind of like, it's it's like birthing a baby. It's like, you kind of have to like get people to just really rally around you and help you promote it. Also in the podcast episodes themselves, you should always be inviting your audience and asking them to help you promote it, right? So in every episode of the podcast, I remind you guys, if you love this episode, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me, I'd love to repost you, send it to a friend. If if you know that your mom or your sister or your coworker would resonate with this, copy the link to this episode and send it to them. Send it to your group chat, send it to your family chat, right? Like you've gotta remind people and get your listeners to also help you in the promotion process. Um, In terms of free platforms, I know that Anchor is free when you're looking for, um, what are they called, Uh, hosting platforms. Um, So that's an option. I don't personally use Anchor, but I believe that it's free. Um, If you want to really learn all the things that you need to know about how to launch a podcast, I have a three-hour training on my website that is just $197. And it's well worth your while because it's going to save you hours and hours and hours and hours and days and days and days of research and trying to figure everything out and then doing it wrong and then having to correct. (laughs) So I highly recommend that you get the podcast training. It's taken directly from Abundant and Ambitious. So anybody that's in Abundant and Ambitious already gets access to it. But if you want to purchase it just by itself a la carte, you can just go to samanthadaily.com. Um, you can scroll down on the homepage and you'll see all the courses. 
one called podcast training, or you can just click on the menu bar where it says courses and find the podcast training. So that's really, really helpful. Okay. What would you suggest to someone who is considering becoming a coach? So many things. We could be here for a thousand hours. Um, in terms of, in terms of what, like in terms of confidence, in terms of how to sell, in terms of how to create offers, in terms of how to show up on Instagram, in terms of if you should do it or not do it, in terms of where to get certified. I don't really know like what the specifics of this question mean. Um, there's a lot of things that I could suggest to you, right? <laughs> I would suggest that you join Abundant and Ambitious because that's going to teach you literally everything that you need to know to build a successful and sustainable coaching business. We cover everything from content to Instagram to uh, TikTok to sales to um, like launch strategies, master classes, challenges, workshops, um, the foundations to scale to six figures, everything that you need to know about hiring, delegating, systemizing your business. Uh, we talk about feminine leadership in business to lead from more of that kind of feminine space and adopt the feminine leadership that you're going to need in order to be happy and fulfilled and also in integrity in your business moving forward. Um, we also cover money, money mindset, management, so many things like that's really, that's really the ticket. <laughs> if you want to build a coaching business, join ANA. We also have incredible industry experts, um, that come in and talk about so many different amazing topics. Some of my coaches and mentors are included in there and they're going to be teaching you guys really amazing high level stuff that you would have to otherwise pay tens of thousands of dollars for. So it's a really great space to be in. Does your business coaching apply to artists as well? It depends. What I say, I mean, in terms of like abundant and ambitious, what I say is this program is designed with coaches in mind. So it's going to be most relevant to female entrepreneurs who are building online coaching businesses. So it's really through the lens of how to utilize, you know, social media to grow an audience, to nurture an audience, to sell products, programs, uh, resources, courses to, and scale a business of that sort. Um, there are people that go through ANA that are VAs or graphic designers or other kinds of, you know, online business owners. Um, and most of the stuff is going to be really like totally applicable as well. Um, you know, there may be some things that it, it depends on just what your business model looks like. When we talk about, you know, like launching a course or a program and free master classes and um, the conscious creation of an offer, there may just be some things that you kind of have to like adjust to what does this mean for me and what does this look like for me? Um, because again, it's designed from my experience of how to build a successful and sustainable coaching business. However, there are a lot of like the stuff in there is applicable to anybody that's running an online business, right? That wants to use social media to build and grow their business and sell anything. Um, I, I, what I also say about the program is that it's not really as much for product based businesses. It's really for service based businesses. Um, and it's, it's not really for like network marketing or things like that. So that's kind of how I would best explain it. Um, okay. I just saw this from Michelle tips for building more confidence. I think the, you know, for me, the things that really helped me build confidence in my business was, um, just taking action and getting started, right? Because the antidote to fear is action. And most of the time we're just afraid that we're going to do it wrong. So we stay stuck and we don't do anything at all. And so I think if you really want to conquer that fear of, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess up or I don't feel fully confident or I'm not ready yet, you have to just like take the step to get started and get going, right? If I don't feel confident enough to share on my Instagram stories, 
how am I going to build that confidence? Of course, if there's like more deeper rooted issues, intense traumas or things that need to be worked through, that's a different conversation. Obviously, therapy, coaching, things like that, um, somatic healing and different things like that would be really helpful um, first. But also, I think there's a lot of people just kind of like waiting to feel more confident in order to start. When in actuality, the thing that's going to make you more confident is to just practice and it's to just get going, right? So if you don't feel confident enough to show up on your stories, is you sitting around like, you know, just thinking about, oh, I, you know, I hope I get more confident one day or even doing affirmations or journaling on all the time. Is that really going to make you 100% confident in talking to the camera and being on stories? No, you have to do it in order to build the confidence in it, right? Um, it's just like everything in life. Everything feels really hard when we first do it. Everything feels super challenging. Even walking, tying our shoes, all of that is like, oh my God, why is this so hard until you just do it and do it and do it and do it. And then you're like, this is nothing. This is nothing to me. This doesn't scare me. This isn't intimidating. It's nothing to me anymore. And the same thing happens with showing up on social media, talking to the camera, being on social, selling. If you feel scared to sell, you need to start selling. Because sitting back and like basking in the fear of selling is only going to amplify that. So I think the, the, the antidote to the fear is action. So you've got to start pushing through it. And if you, if you can't find it within yourself to have the courage to take the action on your own, that's totally okay. And a lot of us find ourselves in that position at various stages of business, right? And in that case, I think it's leaning on coaches or mentors or someone who can really um, lift you up and guide you and make you feel a little bit more comfortable at least. They're not gonna be able to give you all the confidence because you have to work through that yourself and do it through practice. But having a coach or a mentor who's looking at your offers, who knows what you're selling, who knows your skill set, and is saying, this is really great. I know that you can do this. Here's the plan. First, we're going to do this. Then we're going to do that. Tomorrow, you're going to get on stories. Here's what you're going to say. Let's map it out. That's going to make you feel so supported and like you have a place, a safe place to fall into if you do make mistakes or if you like find yourself stuck in fear and you're not taking the action, you can go to that person and say, I know that we said, you know, that I was supposed to do this. I'm finding it really hard. What's your guidance? What should I do? And get that support that you need to actually start taking action. Accountability is like a huge thing that can really, really help you in building confidence. It's just having someone to be there and say, it's okay. I know that you're scared. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break through it anyway. This is the plan. I'm going to be there to support you. I'm going to be there to watch you. Ask me all of your questions. And that just feels so much safer to take action from that place than sitting in your room alone, overthinking everything and being like, ah, should I do it? Should I not do it? I don't know. I can't decide. I'm overwhelmed. And then in action, we do nothing, right? So take action find a way to get accountability and hire a coach or a mentor if you need someone to really hold that space for you for you to step into your confidence someone asked where the fuck do i start no money for a biz coach at the moment but don't want to wait anymore to start so this was my situation and what i did was i said look I have proof of concept. I know what I want to coach on. I know this is powerful. I know this is going to change people's lives, but I'm poor right now and I don't have money to hire someone. So I'm going to look for people in my life that do have money, that do have resources, that might be willing to believe in my ability, my potential, my mission, and I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to ask them for help. And that's what I ultimately had to do. I know that not everybody is going to have someone in their life that they can go to and say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm creating. This is my mission. Will you please help me? Can you lend me this money? I really need a, you know, a mentor to learn all the ways to do this so that I can speed it up, make less mistakes, save more money in the long run. Um, but a lot of us do. The truth is that a lot of us do, but we're afraid to ask. And for me, it was really just about like, how much do I believe in myself? How much do I care about this? How badly do I want this? 
And I wanted it bad enough to swallow my pride and find someone in my life that I felt had the resources and might be willing to help me out. And they were. So I borrowed $5,000 and I invested in my first coach. And within three months, I made $15,000 because I learned how to do it correctly. I learned how to not just fumble through everything by myself and actually figure out a proven system and take the right action steps to get there faster. And so then from that moment forward, I never had to borrow money again to hire a mentor. And I've invested, you know, over the years over probably 50 or $60,000 in coaches and mentors. And I've been able to pay for all of them myself but only because I had the courage to ask for help and support in order to get my foot in the door, get a seat at the table, learn the strategies, and start making money. So if you really don't have the resources, I would say first, have an honest conversation with yourself about if you have someone in your life that you could lean on and ask. Because the worst that could happen is that they say no, and then you're in the same exact position that you are right now. So you have not gone backwards at all. You've just <laughs> stayed still, right? And then if that's the case and and you and you really don't have anyone that can help you out, Google and YouTube are your best friend. It's going to take you a lot longer, but if the, if you're hungry for it and you want to do it, Google and YouTube. Like I learned so many things how to do so many things in my business through Googling and YouTube. And it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and energy to kind of weed through, should I believe this? Is this aligned with me? Is this really gonna work? Cause you kind of have to decipher it for yourself. Um, but like you can learn pretty much anything for free on YouTube. So if it's really just about the money, but you're willing to put in that extra time, research it, Google it. YouTube it, <laughs> follow coaches and people who are doing what you want to do and consume their Instagram content, listen to their podcasts. People are giving away so much free value all the time that it's actually insane. So follow the people that you would love to learn from and consume everything that they put out there as a free resource. And then also Google and YouTube how you want to do things in your business. That would be my advice. Okay, tips for juggling a full-time job while starting a small business that you aspire to make your full-time job. So this was me. I had a full-time teaching job while I was starting my business. So I was teaching from nine to five every day, five days a week. So, you know, a regular nine to five job. Um, yeah, kids in school in Spain, they stay in school until 5 p.m. So I know some people are like, that's so, that's such a weird hour for teachers. Um, in Spain, they go to school from nine to five. <laughs> so I did this as well. And what I'm gonna say is it's definitely challenging, um, but if you love it enough and you're hungry enough and you really want it, you won't care. And that is has been my experience and a lot of other people's experience is you just, you don't care. You don't mind putting in the hours after work. You don't mind putting in hours on the weekend. You don't mind creating things in Canva or building out your course or writing your ebook or planning your offers. You actually love it. You're actually obsessed with it. So it is going to take up other parts of your life and, and it's going to take up time, but it's a temporary sacrifice for a long-term gain, right? And I think that's what we just always have to keep in mind is your life isn't going to look like that forever. Um, but if it's really important to you, then it, it will be worth it to you that your life does look kind of busy or boring or not as social or whatever for a while because you're building a business, right? There were certain things that I had to put on the back burner of my life while I was working full time and building my business. I did not go to the gym as often. I did not hang out with friends as often. I did not go out to eat as often. And it's not like I just cut everything out and I lived like a shitty, horrible life while I was building my business. Absolutely not. But there are some things that you just have to get real with yourself about, right? Because we also 
sometimes think, oh, I should be able to do everything all at once. I should be able to work out six days a week. I should be able to have the best social life ever. I should be able to see all of my friends on the weekends. I should be able to do date nights with my husband or my partner. I should be able to do all this, work full time and build a business. No, that's just not realistic. It's just not real life. And so if building the business is really important to you, then you've just got to look at, okay, what are the priorities and what needs to take a little bit of a backseat, right? So letting your letting it be okay that you're not 100% at everything because you are in the process of building a business and it's very important to you. So I hope that was helpful. Okay, someone asked... Um, what direction to go or start with when you have multiple interests or business ideas? Uh, anybody here feel like they're multi-passionate and they have a lot of things that they would potentially like to offer or sell or do with their business? Raise your hands. <laughs> I think we all feel this way at the start. Um, so I think what we also want to remember when we're starting is that there's going to be time for you to do absolutely everything and anything that you want to offer or sell. And just doing your best to not try and cram all of it into one offer, because this is a really common mistake as well as like, oh my God, I love this, 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 and this, and I could teach that and I can teach that. And I could, uh, we just put it all in this one big clusterfuck of an offer. And then it's like kind of confusing because it's basically this whole thing about how to change your life in every single way. And then the marketing for it is hard because you're like, I don't know who exactly I'm speaking to because I'm speaking to the person that wants to um, get fit, but I'm also speaking to the person that wants to set boundaries, but I'm also speaking to the person that wants to get over their toxic ex, but I'm also speaking to the person that wants to meditate and learn whatever, right? So just... Going with the thing I would say that feels the the most alive to you, right? The thing that that if you were to kind of like imagine yourself lining up these different topics or offer ideas and closing your eyes and kind of like running your finger through the offers and it, you know and then maybe like flicking them off one by one the one that you feel like no i cannot flick this off like i cannot get rid of this this it, i have to keep this one that's the one that you should start with start with the thing that is like the most alive for you that's the most exciting that's the most foundational to your growth to the journey that you went through um, and also the one that you're the most embodied in which is really important Right. So there's a lot of things that we're always like learning and adopting. And we're like, yes, I could teach people this because I'm learning it and I, and I get it and I'm a good teacher. So I could regurgitate this to other people. But I would say focus on what are the things that you've actually not only just learned or absorbed mentally, but you've also embodied, meaning you've taken it on board as a practice in your life. You've integrated it into your life. You've moved through it. You've utilized it. You feel the effects and the experience of it in your existence. Start with those things first. What should I do with friends who don't support my business? Cancel them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, there's, this is, this is an interesting part of, you know, starting to build a business is strangers are going to support you way harder than, than the people that you know. And that's really infuriating and it's really confusing. Um, and it, you know, it's just bizarre, right? Like I have built a really successful business in my eyes. Uh, the business has crossed half a million dollars in revenue. And I have a lot of like really close friends who have never once said like, congratulations, Sam. They don't comment on my stuff. They don't say like, I see what you're doing and it's so amazing. Like they see it, but they don't say anything. And I think this is also a cultural thing is we really celebrate people for relationships. We really celebrate batteries running low. We really celebrate people for getting married and we really celebrate people for having children. And we don't really celebrate people for these other accolades and things that they're doing in their life, which are just as big and scary. And so I think if you've got friends that don't support your business, it's first a question of, are they not supporting it just because from your eyes, they're like silently, like just observing and they're not saying, Hey, like 
I love what you're doing or I see what you're doing or they're not buying your product or they're not inquiring about your service or are they actively like tearing it down? Are they saying like, what are you doing, man? Like, that's so dumb or you shouldn't be doing that or this is stupid or do you think you're going to make money with that? If they're actively being negative to you about the business, then those are friends that need boundaries or maybe those friendships need to like fade out. Um, if they're just kind of like silently observing and you feel like I wish they would like my stuff, I wish they would share it, I wish they would comment on it, I wish they would buy it, but they're not, maybe it's just like an honest conversation and saying, you know, I'm like working really hard on this business and I just wondered like if you ever saw all the effort that I was putting in or you thought about it at all or if you're proud of me or if you care or if you'd ever be interested in what I'm selling, um, having an honest conversation with those friends or it's totally up to you just knowing that you don't need them to love it in order for it to be good. You don't need them to love it in order for you to keep going. You don't need their validation in order to still maintain a friendship that's separate from what you're doing in business because a lot of us go through this and a lot of us have this experience of our friends just don't support our business as hard as random strangers on the internet do. <laughs> and that is just an unfortunate truth. Um, so yeah, someone said they might be jealous. There's a lot of things that could be happening. Also, sometimes people just don't know how to react. They don't know like what they're supposed to say. Maybe they don't want to like buy your product or service. So they don't want to be like too outward. Um, I think a lot of times it's emotional immaturity. People don't know what to say or how to act. Um, and so then it's up to you. Like, is there a conversation that's needed? Are you willing to just like let it go and stay in your lane and maintain your confidence and your fire and just keep going? Or is it potentially, you know, a friendship that you're realizing, oh, I guess, you know, maybe this isn't as strong as I thought it was. And this is a place where I need some boundaries or I'm going to spend less time with that person. All right, you guys, I hope this was helpful. I'm going to end it here because phone's dying and we want to save this to IGTV. So I love you all so much. If you enjoyed this, please save it or send it to someone that you know who would get a lot out of these questions and answers. And I will talk to you guys soon.